0: Hey guys, are you looking for a sports book that you can trust? Well, look no further than mybookie.ag where you can get a 50% match on your initial deposit of up to $1,000 when you use promo code DFS Army. As a bonus, when you use promo code DFS Army, you also get a free month of DFS Army VIP and DFS Army Beat the Bookie membership. That's a $100 combined value. So we'll help you with your daily fantasy sports and we'll help you with your handicapping free when you sign up for mybookie.ag using promo code DFS Army. Hey guys, people always ask me what exactly we do in DFS Army. Basically, if you're someone that likes to play daily fantasy sports, you want to be able to pop in close to lock, get a breakdown of a slate, full set of projections, breaking news, and cheat sheets, player picks, and advice directly from pro players, then DFS Army is the place for you. We function as a team, we help each other out, we have coaching. Unlike any other service in the industry. And the proof is in the results. Check out our dfsarmy.com wall of wins to see for yourself the massive number of six figure wins regular DFS Army average Joes have won in just the past year. If you're tired of redepositing all the time, you already like playing on Fandula DraftKings, but you want to take your game to the next level, it's time to sign up for DFS Army as a VIP member. Use promo code PODCAST to lock in 20% off the normal monthly rate. That's going to wind up at $39.99. The best deal in the industry. Promo code PODCAST, 20% off, dfsarmy.com. The best deal in the industry. We'll see you in the lobby. In 2015, an elite DFS Army commando unit formed to bring high-level DFS strategy to the masses. Today, hated by DFS sharks and lineup sellers alike, they continue their quest to turn Joe into DFS Pro. (laughs) No, <laughs>
1: Good afternoon everybody. This is your DFS Army Bold Calls NBA DFS podcast for Friday, March 29th of 2019, and I am your host today, the one the only the pumped up on coffee Boomer's Daddy. And joining me is my coffee partner in crime, Bear. What's up, Shy? Keith, how are you? Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah. um which is kind of to be expected considering uh we just had MLB kickoff yesterday we still got NBA going and it's just a lot of fun um you know a couple of years ago uh MLB started on the first Monday in April you know minus the the little Sunday night thing that they used to do uh and the international series that they used to do a couple um a couple days before the season and everything. But most of the teams, the big opening day was the first Monday in April. Well, the NBA, they would not schedule a game that day. Like they were, there were zero. So I got a full day of MLB before I had to go into double duty. This year, it's like, bam, no break for you. You want to let everybody know that uh i believe it is looking at the calendar april 8th that is a week from monday there are zero nba games because then we have two 11 game slates to finish the season now what that means for you guys is this we obviously have a pod today <coughs> we will have a pod Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. There are nine, 12, and 13 games that day, those days, okay? I will not be doing anything outside of my normal or my, I, I will have light MLB days those days. Um, I will not, I, I will be, it will be me and Bear and the rest of the NBA coaches fully devoted to you. So I won't be splitting double duty as much as I possibly can. My main focus will be on NBA. Um, Then we have a 14-game slate on Sunday, the 7th of April. Now, normally, we do not have um, podcasts on on Sundays, but I'm going to... Bear's just finding out about this now, so I'm I'm interested to hear his face. I'm going to try to see if I can get with him and maybe do something either late, late, late that Saturday night or really, really, really early that Sunday morning. Don't know yet. It's still a little bit out. Um, It just depends on exactly what our schedules can do because he is two hours behind me, the slacker but we will have plenty of content that Sunday. I okay? uh, don't want anybody to think that just because it's a Sunday we're gonna be slacking off. Um, because it's such a large slate, uh, and I don't know the schedule yet, but because it's such a large slate, we will make sure that we have plenty of information for you guys. Now, I know that a lot of you guys have checked out, okay? Because of the way that the NBA handles their situations and it being late in the season, and all the tanking and stuff, okay? But I wanna add to you on this. A lot of times, a lot of times, the last couple seasons, some of our biggest wins, some of our best slates have been after MLB has started. Why? Because people leave or they're pulled in divided attentions and they can't really manage two sports that well, so there's, I don't want to say free money bear. I don't think that's the right word, but pretty close. It's easier money. Okay? Right? Yeah. And then you've got guys that are coming in there and they're having success for MLB and earning money and then they want to dabble back into NBA again. You know, so they add to the the pool as well. What I say, I say that to kind of add this into consideration. My personal approach, and I'm a tournament player, but I do play a lot of cash during the NBA season. My personal approach is by this time, I've pretty much drained all the cash, okay? I do not play cash games. I play multiple lineups, depending on the slate, will depend on exactly how many I do play but I play multiple lineups spread out through contests because I there's there's two things that happen. One, stars or people get scratched late that have no idea that we're, there's been no word that they put, could possibly sit all day long. And that creates value to where this time of year, and we've already seen it happen, three, four, five, Punt plays that are like 4,500, 4,200, and below, they'll go for 8 to 10x on a nightly basis. Okay. And there's just nothing the sites can do about that fast enough because it's unforeseen. Right. And that creates for a lot of variance when you're talking about. Um, A lot of these value plays projected to get 25, 30 minutes and teams seeing what they have in these young guys that basically haven't played a lot all season and they're dropping 45 fantasy points, you know, in a night. And there's it's not just one of them, you know, it's multiple. At multiple positions. So it really does create a more volatile atmosphere in the NBA that we're not used to seeing at any other point in the season, okay? Norm- uh, you know, sometimes you'll have one, maybe two, if it's a crazy night, three, but when we're getting four, five, six of these guys going for uh the insane value, it really does um make things more of a crapshoot. So as far as me personally, I spread my exposures out a little bit more um, still keep a tight core, but spread my exposures out. I don't go all in on any of these value plays. Uh, I make sure I have, you know, some of all of them to where I'm covered on the value plays. Not trying to cover every base, but the value plays to try to cover them. And I play multiple lineups across multiple contests. So that's kind of how I deal with it. Bear, what about you? How do you kind of deal with uh, the uh, craziness of of this time of the year in the NBA?
2: It's my favorite time of year for NBA. Honestly, uh, there's there right now is when I've had, when MLB starts the most success because you and I keep up, we follow what's going on. We follow who's playing. We follow who's not playing. We follow who wants to be, you know, as you mentioned, some of the young guys who want to be, uh, looked at and evaluated at this time of year. I look at the, the, so the things I look at, the first thing is teams that are out of the playoffs and, and guys they may have signed on 10 days, guys they may have called up from G League, guys they may have uh, not played as much during the year and now that they're out of the playoffs, they want to see uh, what they can do. That's the first thing I look at. Second thing I look at is teams that are in the playoffs and have a reason to play. In other words, the Thunder. <laughs>
1: oh, the Thunder are... We'll talk about them too.
2: They're, they're dropping and dropping and dropping in the standings, right? They were, like, fourth. Now they're, like, seventh. They could be eighth. I mean, they have to win ball games. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at, you know, playing them and playing their com-
1: competition. The Blazers are another one. Um, I'm glad you brought up the, the 10-day contract, um, you know, topic, because... These are guys that are getting second and third chances, maybe even possibly getting their final chance. And NBA (laughs) isn't one of those, you know, as terms as far as like sports that you can come in on a new team and make an immediate impact. I say NBA is the second out of the big three because MLB, you can come in, there's not a lot of like, you got to know the signs and stuff like that. But it really is a lot of, one-on-one individual matchups, um you know, within a team game. And NBA is the second one that you don't need to know as much going on as far... Now, chemistry helps. Trust me. We know this. But unlike NFL, where you have to know the playbook, you have to know the timing with your quarterback, you have to know the timing of the offensive line, and when they open up holes, and the rhythm of the running back, and all these different things... Like, you don't need that quite as much for NBA. It helps, but you can go one-on-one and take a guy to the hole. Or you can, you know, make sure that you pop out on a screen and and get a look at a wide-open three. You can hustle and make plays on defense um, and stuff like that. So 10-day guys are really, really, really great guys, especially if you know, that they're gonna get minutes, and you know their type of game, and you, you watch them, like me and Bear do, um, you can really, really get low ownership guys that are going out to prove themselves, either on their second, third chance, or even their final opportunity to get a shot to try to stick in the NBA.
2: Example, Christian Wood, right? Well- Prime example, he was cut, he was playing in the G League for the, for the Bucks, he went down to the Herd, they wanted Miritich. they wanted Pagasol. they had to cut someone, they cut Christian Wood, he got picked up by the Pelicans, Anthony Davis missed a few games. He's like, I need to show that I belong because this is my career on the line. I want to play next year in this league. And and frankly, he deserves to be in the league after what we what we're seeing
1: he can do. Yeah, so and those... me and Luce were talking about that last night. Like, you know, I get the idea of wanting Miritich, but one he hasn't been healthy. Um, but I believe that, you know, and they, DJ Wilson was a, a first round pick, so they kind of had to keep him, but I believe that, you know, and I'm not saying that Urson doesn't have value in this league because for somebody he does, but I think Christian Woods can add, can give you more, at least with the continuous development, um, than Urson can. I mean, we were talking about that. Um, I think Christian Wood is is a good example, but I also think it's an extreme example because I don't think his talent's ever been doubted. I think it was more of a, like Lou said, a political and really a financial thing because cutting him got them underneath the luxury tax. Uh, I look at guys like last year, like Gerald Green, uh, sitting in his home in Boston, The Rockets needed somebody because they were banged up and they signed him to a 10-day and he came in and lit it up against Boston. Like literally got off his couch that morning in Boston. The Rockets were in Boston, came in and lit it up for like 30-something points. Mm -hmm. Those are guys that I kind of, like that when I think of last legs, need to prove themselves and show that they belong. That's the type of situation that I look to now that's an extreme as well but it kind of gives you an idea of uh, both ends of the spectrum yeah so um
2: so guess where we're starting today
1: (laughs) we are starting at the point guard position um okay so real quick let's go over the scenarios please i was going to go over the scenarios in the the league first then the injuries okay um okay so in the eastern conference Guys or teams that are playing tonight um, that I would say need to win. Um, Charlotte, mm-hmm. they are a game and a half out of the eighth spot. Uh, Indiana and Boston are going at each other. That's just basically for jockeying. If, if Boston wins, they'll be tied for the four seed. I think they hold the tiebreaker, but I'd have to double check but um they would be at least record wise tied for the 4 seed. We'll talk about that again too. I got some thoughts there. Yep. Um as far as but those are the only those are the only ones in the the East Conference. Now the Western Conference. Uh Portland has to win. Um if they win, they t- kind of take control of that 3 seed because they're tied with Houston right now. And I'm pretty sure that Houston holds that tiebreaker. Um the Denver Nuggets kind of would like to win. I know they want to try to get that one seed. It's not you know n- necessary, but I know that's something that they're shooting for. Plus their owner came out and challenged them at the beginning of the season uh as their goal is to win the division, win their division. Uh and that magic number is down to 5. Like they weren't going to settle for just making the playoffs. They wanted to win the division. Um, so I know that they want to win. I don't know. Need to win is, is really a, uh, the word there, the Utah jazz need to win. Okay. The reason for that is the Clippers are on their heels. The, uh, the thunder are a game back. Um, the Spurs are, uh, a game and a half back. Okay. Uh, basically the five seed, um, um, and what that 5C does, it, is a lot, it allows you to not get the Golden State Warriors or the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Okay, that's basically what these these five teams, um, five through eight, are kind of jockeying over. is the right to not play Golden State or Denver in the first round.
2: I think it's more Golden State they're concerned with. I just think a lot of teams aren't scared of Denver.
1: Yeah, I... I think the only thing they're probably scared of is them having home court advantage and having to play up there for four games. That makes more sense. But the team itself... The team itself, I can see. yes.
2: Yeah, they're... They're. You know what I'm hearing a lot of? You know that um, years back when they had Kyle Corver, whoever else, that Atlanta Hawks team that was like top of the Eastern Conference? Yeah,
1: with Budenholzer, with Millsap, and Teague. Millsap and,
2: and Teague, right. They couldn't do anything in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, they, I'm hearing
2: I think they a lot had, of people compare this Denver Nuggets team to that Atlanta Hawks team.
1: Yeah, um, that's that's a good. I I've actually heard that comparison um, as a wait and see approach with the the Bucks as well because it was Budenholzer that was running that team that you know was the best team in the NBA record wise. You know, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see that as well because. It, let's let's face it. One, this Denver Nuggets team, as far as playoff wise, outside of Paul Millsap, not tested. They're not tested at all. At all. Um, second, you know, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Um,
2: I mean, they're losing games to teams that they have no business losing to. Right. I, I, I know he, the biggest the biggest issue for them right now is the which Jamal Murray comes out night night in night out. That's what they need to, is he healthy? I don't know, uh, maybe, but um, my biggest, so you know, they were, they were one of my favorite teams to watch pretty much all year, and uh, last year too, and when Isaiah Thomas, they were talking about him starting to be healthy, I was like, please no, he's going to ruin that team, he's going to ruin that team. Sure enough, he got in the rotation, he started losing games, he's out of it now, and they can't really recoup. And they can't go back to that level that they were. Um, am I blaming one individual? No, of course not. But there's... there's. They don't there's look jim- as
1: focused either.
2: I, particularly on the defensive end. Yes. That's, that's the part that's got me because they kind of went back to what they were last season. Really good on offense, good ball movement. Jokic, Millsap, Murray, Gary Harris, Barton, they're all threats to put up 50 points if they need to. But... On the defensive side, it's it kind of it started lapsing again, and that's they're not going to get very far if they don't continue to play the defense they played eighty percent of the season.
1: Yeah, there was some. Uh, I as as you guys know, um, you know, I listen to a lot of uh, NBA radio on <sighs> Sirius XM, and they were actually uh, it was no look pass. I think it was about a week ago, and they jockey their hosts and um, talent on there all the time. But I think it was Antonio Daniels who said that he would absolutely 1000% if he said, because he he does a lot of Thunder stuff and Maverick stuff, but he said in regards to the Thunder, if you can't get to that five seed to face the Rockets or the Blazers um, or the six seed, as long as you jockey yourself to not face the Warriors in the first round, you know, he's like yeah. how yeah. big he he basically asked how big of an upset knowing the talent of this Oklahoma City team and where they were for a good portion of the season. And, you know, not the way that they've played, but a good portion of the season. How big of an upset would it really be if the Denver Nuggets got beat in the first round by the Thunder? You know, I think if you if you sat there and said, OK, if the Spurs or the Clippers beat the Nuggets in the first rounds, that could be a little bit more of an upset. But in regards to the Thunder, I don't know if that would necessarily be that big of an upset. Sure, it would be a disappointment for the the Nuggets because you got the second seed. Two seeds aren't supposed to really lose to seven seeds, you know. Mm-hmm. But knowing the construction of the teams and the talent on the Thunder, it it might not be an upset. So they were saying, you know, that. They a lot of these guys can see because of what you just mentioned, the Nuggets not making it out of the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah, and I mean I could see it if they play the Thunder, and that's not me fanboying out. That's me legit knowing. Well, the it's game. not just the
2: Thunder. It could honestly, man, the Clippers might even be able to get them. I mean, they're I think, they, it, San Antonio will be able to beat them. I, w- I mean, it's I w- not. There's there's all kinds of teams at the bottom of the West, the bottom of the Western playoffs. That are a legit threat and will not be an easy. There are no easy outs in these playoffs,
1: right? On the and, in the West, and I would agree with you. I think that I would be maybe not shocked to see if they beat them, but shocked to see if they like beat them, like dominate on them, like four or five games. Hmm. Um, that I think would be a shock to me if it that was would the be. Clippers or the Spurs. Yeah,
2: they're not going to get ran over. Like, right. look, the, the 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 Nuggets are still a are still a good team. I mean, you don't you don't take the second seed in the Western Conference and the loaded, stacked Western Conference by by being bad. And even, right. you know, like you've seen teams like the Thunder who were up to second, a little bit of a slip, and they're all the way down to like sixth. So, but the Nuggets haven't. Like they've still maintained their positioning. So yeah, they're obviously a good team. But uh, the biggest thing there is the playoff tested, and there's only so much of Millsap you can lean on in a seven-game series because you're going to need every single one of your guys in that series. You're going to need and, – and, by the way, bold call. One game of these playoffs, they're going to win because of Isaiah Thomas.
1: Oh, I, I can definitely 100% see that. Yeah. That
2: and I –
1: especially if it's against the Thunder because he's lit us up in the past. Now, he was yeah. healthier at the time, so I'm not, not denying that at all. Um, And we'll get into Millsap when we talk about power forwards. Because I've got a couple hot takes for him. But as far as okay, so uh just to finish up the standings part, then we'll move to the injuries. The Jazz need to win. Uh Golden State, I don't think Golden State really honestly cares. Um, <laughs> I think they wanna be they don't want I, I don't think they wanna face the Thunder in the first round. Not that it would matter too much. They would do it if they had to, obviously. That's a bold that's a duh statement. But I think if they could avoid it and control that they would um Oklahoma City obviously needs to win. Guys, there's a game and a half separating the 5 and 8 seed in the Western Conference right now. Like that's it, every game matters to these guys. Now, some some would say well, you know, that's going to make make them really really tired coming down the stretch. Well, I kind of think of it like as in playoff basketball starts now. Yes, it does. And then by the time they get to the playoffs, they might be more focused and steal a game or two from some of these upper, these top seeds, just because of the fact that they've been playing playoff games for weeks now. So just a thought um, and everything. But those are those are basically your teams that have something to play for. Boston, Indiana, Portland. Oklahoma City, Denver, Meh. Golden State, Meh. Utah. Okay, so about half the teams on the slate. Okay, now let's go over injuries. We've got some. Dudes. Uh, Robert Williams and Al Horford are both probable. Okay, this is big because this kind of shifts the um rotation of Aaron Baines. However, Brad Stevens has made it known that he is thinking hard about starting Horford at the four In and that that's what I was about to say in fact he yeah. did that last game moved Marcus Morris back to the bench which actually helped out a lot um now they didn't win but it still helped um and so that's something that we're going to be examining throughout the the rest of the afternoon depending on who starts so you can yeah it's also both, very
2: matchup oriented too yes. right because because you I mean with With Indiana, with Turner and Thad, I think it might be a little more wise to go with Morris.
1: I was going to say the same thing.
2: Yeah, and then when Sabonis comes in, you bring in Baines.
1: Right. So, And that's what I was going to say when we got to power forwards. Depending on who starts, that depends on who I have interest in, not only from the Celtics, but also from the Pacers. Yeah um down low because I don't want Miles Turner going up against Aaron Baines. No. Um you know, because he can't bang with that. Now, what I could see happening is Miles Turner end up playing more of the perimeter five when Baines is on him on the court. Uh so there's a lot to break down there, and I'm gonna have to think and we can talk it over here in a little bit. Um but they're both probable. Uh Turian Prince for the uh Atlanta Hawks is doubtful um alex po- Poitras is out uh, another couple games a uh, big one here big two actually uh paul george is questionable with a sore shoulder he did bang it up the last game against the uh pacers he took a hard fall into the camera guy um after getting hit and uh i can thank wesley matthews for pounding him all game long for that uh because he I know George still had a good game, but Wesley Matthews did actually do a very good job uh, defending Paul George and kind of limiting uh, the comfortability of him. Uh, Andrew Bogut is questionable with the groin. Now, this is going to be, this is this is actually really important, and we'll get to that. Uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Luau Dang, Taj Gibson, both out. Uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, Mike Muscala is probable. Uh, Josh Hart is out. For the season. Yeah, for the season. Um, So that's going to open up some guys as well. Uh, LBJ is probable. Yeah, LeBron's probably going to play. Tyson Chandler's questionable. Uh, You know, Reggie Bullock is questionable. I don't know if Bullock's going to play, to be honest with you. I think he probably is done. Mm -hmm. um for the season but they do have him listed as questionable so it's something that we do have to pay attention to uh for the charlotte hornets jeremy lamb is probable that is fantastic news uh tony parker questionable he was he's probably gonna play he was coming back from the uh manu tribute in san antonio last night um nicholas batum is questionable as well with an illness uh seems to be that illness thing going around in the nba as the weather gets warmer as well Um, Cody Zeller is out for the Charlotte Hornets, um, as well. And that's going to open up some fun. So shall we? Yeah. All righty. Point guard. Uh, I can't say who my top guy is going to be as of this moment because it's going to change if Paul George is out. Uh, if Paul George is in, I still like Russ, but he's not my top guy. My top guy would then be Damian Lillard.
2: Yeah. I think he's my top guy now. Regardless,
1: Uh, I just can't pass. uh, Knowing what Russ can do and knowing how like there are certain teams that Russ just does not like uh, Golden State being one of them.
2: There's lots of those teams.
1: Well, he doesn't (laughs) like everybody, but he like disdain, despise the Denver Nuggets are actually one of those teams surprising or not. I don't know why I blame it on Rocky, the Denver Nuggets mascot. Because he taunts him all the time, which Rocky does to every opposing player. But nice. um, he's he's actually probably my, one of my favorite mascots in the NBA. Um, but Russ just does not like the Denver Nuggets. So if George is out, it's going to be hard to pass up on Russ. And I actually could see myself playing a lot of Lillard-Russ-Westbrook uh, lineups. Mm-hmm. Um and, yes, that means passing over a 10K Kemba in Los Angeles. That means pass, that. passing over a Steph Curry in Minnesota. Like, the top end of the point guard tier tonight is absolutely freaking loaded. Yeah, it's stacked. So you it's can stacked. make a serious case for any single one of these guys being a a core play today in your lineups.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough today. Point, point guard is really brutal um i mean you mentioned some of those guys we haven't even talked about trey young who i also love i mean it's it's a tough one
1: yeah it, it's i mean yeah you can even throw trey young into that yeah i mean you could throw uh jamal murray into that because you know he has gone off at times against the thunder um one of these wings players is going off for the thunder i just don't know which one yet and i don't know which one i'm gonna have exposure to yet the most um but Dame going up against Atlanta, he's got the best point guard matchup on the board. It's it's there's no question about it. Um, you know Curry, or not Curry, sorry Kyrie can go Uncle Drew at any moment, and they've they've kind of made it known that they don't care if they want the if they get the four or five seeds. You know, I think they would much rather obviously prefer the four just to have that home court advantage against the Pacers, but they. They pretty much know that, you know, they're going to be facing the Pacers in the first round of the, the Eastern Conference playoffs. And that brings a little bit of game theory into this. Honestly, because I could definitely see where neither team really shows a lot. Um, I think that's more on the Indiana end. Just because without Victor Oladipo, they kind of need every advantage that they could possibly get. But... The Celtics kind of need to keep working on that team chemistry. So I see it more on the Indiana end than the the Boston end.
2: I don't know if I like that game
1: at all, man. Oh, I don't I know, know if don't I like it, but I, we know that what Kyrie is capable of doing. just don't like that game at all. Because
2: um, like, the only guy I would really consider from the Pacers would be Miles Turner because I do like his ability to Stretch out their bigs, um, I would consider I mean, you mentioned Kyrie, yes, but I mean, I like um here's it, it's just tough because it's it's gonna be look if both teams do decide to show up and something in me is telling me these guys are gonna want to um make a statement. Right, because they're probably going to face each other here at some point. Is, um, but outside of that, man, like I don't, I don't know. It's going to be a defensive matchup, and and that's what I don't like. I don't. Those are the games I try to avoid.
1: Yeah, and and I can definitely see exactly what you're saying. Um, Here's the one thing I will say: Kemba's going to be pretty chalky. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because of the matchup, because. You know, it just Kemba's going to be chalky. Yeah. Um, I can definitely. He's 10k on Fandle. Um, he Kyrie is 10k on Fandle as well. Um, Kyrie's ownership <sighs> is <sighs> expected to be like a quarter mm-hmm. of what I'm looking it up here Uh okay so the highest on point guard is right now projected to be Russ after that um and these are FanDuel ownership projections but it'll kind of give you a little bit of an idea um actually these are DK ownership projections cuz FanDuel hasn't updated yet uh Pricing is a little different, but it, it will give you an idea. After that, you've got uh Kemba at projected to be 18. I think he'll be more, I think he'll be higher on FanDuel, and then Kyrie to be 15. Um, so this does give you a little bit of an idea of exactly where the public is kind of trending at the moment, yeah. Um, but it's you know, it's one of those things where as a GPP pivot to get off of the uber insane chalk because Kemba at 10K is not easily easy to digest on FanDuel, I could see a pivot to Kyrie um, in some of your lineups. Where if you build a lineup like with say Kemba and then you love that lineup, but you're a little iffy on Kemba, you could just switch them for Kyrie. Um, and and have the exact same lineup. You could do that with a number of guys. You could do it with Steph. You could do it with, you know, well, Steph and Kyrie would be the only two really you could do it with. But um like I do see a situation where you're gonna get a fraction of the ownership and Kemba could bust and Kyrie could go Uncle Drew. So it's a little bit of game theory there. Yeah. Uh Trey Young against Portland. Uh without CJ McCollum in the lineup the last uh what has it been now, two weeks? Um, Portland's perimeter defense has actually kind of fallen off a little bit and you don't think of it like that because CJ is not really known as a lockdown type of defender, but the coherency between him and Dame on the defensive end, and it allows them to kind of feed off of each other and they're not quite as, as good. Now there could be a lot of different things that go into that quality of point guard play that they're facing, you know, stuff like that could also play into the, uh, factor, but yeah. the the point is, is that we've seen Trey in in very, very tough matchups go bananas and berserk. Sure. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he could do that again tonight. Sure. And I think that, you know, above 8K, I think every single one of these point guards is in play. in, in Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. it's just it's just crazy.
2: It's tough. I think, man. So I just wanted to. So, I, you know, as we've we've documented many times, you and I look at um, a little bit different in terms of matchups. What I mean by that is I like to look at two weeks. Um, you look at 21 days. Sometimes I'll even go more granular. I'll go down to one week just to kind of see what's been happening lately. And the actual best matchup on the board for the two last two weeks is actually for Steph by a slim margin, but, you know, be right below Dame, but
1: it's really close. Yeah. Um, the fact that Josh Okogi and Tyus Jones um, are now in that backcourt at the mm-hmm. one and two, um, they're both capable defenders. Uh, Josh Okogi is very long. Um, it's. They're they're not working well on the wing and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Andrew Wiggins is such a sieve (laughs) That they're trying to legit make up for it. Yeah, and it's costing them at other spots as well
2: And when you have a team and when forget a team when you have the Warriors, that's a a huge problem Oh, yeah, cuz that that's their bread and butter is is behind the arc and they can put up a million of them so Uh, Or make a million of them, not just put up a million anyone can put up a million, but they actually make them.
1: Yeah, exactly So yeah, I I do agree that you know, I like I said, I love all of them uh, And I think they're all all great in great spots um, Honestly, so I want to talk a little bit about Tyus Jones because he's kind of a hot name that comes about Mm -hmm. uh, especially with Teague and Rose out um, Mm -hmm. stuff like that I Don't know if I can do it at 6500 now the the main point and problem with that is that I don't think he offers enough of the upside at that price, considering who's around him. Right. And when I when you sit there and you look at that that let's go from 6K six K to sixty five hundred range, you've got Setterowski, Collinson, Rondo, Rubio, and Tyus Jones and Hayes Jones is the most expensive but I also don't think that he has the best upside when it comes to terms of you know tournament plays it's it's really 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 he's a he's a no-brainer fade for me on FanDuel now on DraftKings he is 5400 um he's not going to see Clay Andrew Wiggins is going to see Clay. Um, so yeah, I can I can definitely see the strong fade for Tyus Jones, and I on Fanduel I don't think he's going to be in any of my lineups.
2: I don't have any, and uh, I mean the reality here is I'm paying up for two of these studs. I mean this is, I mean you've got legit sixty plus upside on like four, five of these guys. Six of these guys. (laughs) I'm not passing up on that.
1: Yeah, my theme of the day, guys, honestly, even with all the Lakers injuries and Alex Caruso being labeled as a point guard on on FanDuel, my theme of the day is if you're not playing 30 minutes or close to it, I ain't touching you at point guard today. Yeah. You know, that basically anyone – like the lowest I'll go as far as any type of exposure at the point guard position today is probably Seth Curry. Not Steph Curry. Seth Yep, curry.
2: i like it a lot particularly so, versus the hawks i think i think you can win a tournament with the curry brothers Yep,
1: i would agree absolutely I never thought i would say that at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um it's uh definitely definitely something i'm going to look at so uh all right let's move on to shooting guard here um obviously running behind so we'll kind of pick it up a little bit uh Bradley Beal, we got word right before we went on that there's a possibility that he could sit. Uh, the problem with this is that he plays in Utah. So I would put odds at knowing maybe 60-40 that we don't know before lock. Uh, I don't really honestly know what to do with, with Beal. Like, I, I'm going to have to watch... Scott Brooks' press conference after shoot-around, his interviews after shoot-around, to kind of see the feel. I didn't know what he said, and it hasn't been determined whether or not he is going to play.
2: Um, It didn't sound very convincing.
1: It did not, and the reason I say that is they're on a long West Coast road trip, um, and he did struggle against the Lakers, uh, looked disinterested at times. Looked tired. Uh, looked, and that's, and he looked really tired against the Suns. Uh, fatigued. Yeah, and it, that's, that's a better word maybe than tired because, um, I think he, he did look fatigued. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's prob, I'm probably leaning towards the straight fade um now i can take some chances on dk where you know you've got light swap and everything but on FanDuel i think i'm probably going to pass
2: yeah even if he plays i don't know if i want to play him yeah it, it, what it means is for other guys but not you know I don't uh, think he's a player. and for everybody who doesn't know the, the wizards are officially eliminated from the playoffs so yes that, they're one, done. that
1: happened uh over this road trip now that does have my interest or that does ha- uh you know Unfortunately, that, that does kind of sway my interest on Donovan Mitchell. You know, if Beal plays, I, I, you know, Beal's a trooper. He's going to go out there and give it to us all, no matter how tired he is. But at least there's a chance that they keep this game a little bit closer. Yeah, the, the spread is 13 and a half. Um, but there's a chance that he keeps it closer.
2: If he plays, yeah. I mean, that's like I had him in my early builds and then I read the stuff on on Beale I'm like ah, I can't do that now Game's yep. okay, gonna be ugly so, but.
1: Uh, my favorite shooting guard of the day is obviously it's Clay Thompson and it's not even it's not even close yeah. like I, I love the matchup um, he's gonna see a lot of uh, Andrew Wiggins um, and he's lit up the Timberwolves in the past so I'm I'm all for that. Mainly, I say that because I think that they're going to stick a Kogi on Kevin Durant because a Kogi's got more defensive capabilities, and he's longer. Now you could definitely see them switch sure. a lot, cause, sure. But I think like the, the the main portion of the game, if the Wolves can control it, and it's really hard to control against the Warriors when they're at full strength. But if they can control it, um. You know, it's it's gonna be he's gonna see a lot of wins. Yeah. So uh Marcus Smart, you kinda chasing it?
2: No, I'm not chasing it with Kyrie back. I like him without Kyrie.
1: Okay. Uh Jeremy Lamb.
2: Very, 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 very intriguing. Okay. Very, 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 very intriguing. Because I think So we've got to see what's with two. I think he's probable, but um, make sure he's probable. Yeah. Questionable. So we'll see. But either way, I mean he should come in and destroy that second unit. Um for me, where I'm not playing Kemba, I want to kind of play off of that and still have Lamb and still have um, You know possibly bacon or you know Something like that a combination Of two hornets To kind of counter not playing Kemba
1: Okay say that again Because I didn't understand exactly what you were saying
2: So what I'm saying is That Because Kemba will be so chalky Right if you have a scenario Where lamb and let's say bacon Or another hornet Uh, Marvin Williams, whomever, is going nuts, then Kemba will take a hit in his ceiling. Okay. And I want to play off of the chalk of Kemba and play another Hornet and have that Hornet go off at 1% versus Kemba going off at 55%.
1: Gotcha. Yes, that makes perfect sense and love it. Yeah. Absolutely love
2: it. So I'm looking at him. I'm looking at um, possibly Marvin Williams. I don't like his minutes as of late, but um, he's 4,300. So we'll get to that when we get to the power forwards. But um, I like Caldwell Pope. Um, you're It's 5,500. You're getting, you know, 32, 33 minutes. He, he plays really, really well off LeBron because he gets him so many more open looks. Charlotte is like the third worst at defending the shooting guard. Uh, um, So they're going to have that there. Uh, I mean, a lot to like, the price, the upside. Uh, I mean, he's won us a ton of money over the last few weeks. People kind of forget about him, and then he goes off for 40. Um, (laughs) So I really like that. And then the second guy that I think I'm going to talk about here is the, uh, the ginger prodigy.
1: Yes. Uh, the, what has been uh, dubbed in our chat rooms as the ginger assassin. Ginger Kevin assassin. Huter. Um, <laughs> love him tonight. He's getting 30 minutes a game. Uh, you've got Terry and Prince. That's probably not going to play, which is going to open up a couple more shots for him. Um, absolutely love him tonight. And it's, Without a, like I said, without CJ McCollum, the wing defense um, in the in the backcourt for the Blazers has kind of taken a little bit of a hit. Now we know that Maurice Harkless and Alperu Amino can defend pretty well, uh, more Amino than Harkless, but Harkless has the but ability. But both, yeah, you know. Um, but Seth Curry is not known for his, def- his defense. Jake Layman doesn't play Thanks. enough to impact on the defensive end. Um, it's just, you know, there's, (laughs) there's a lot to like in this matchup. I think he's going to be pretty popular as well.
2: He should be. We just need a shot to fall because he doesn't do anything else.
1: Yep. Now I do think that a lot of people are going to take a chance on Kent Bazemore with, uh, Prince out, but even with Prince out, it's not like he's done a lot this season. He's had, I think maybe two or three games. (laughs) Uh, he just, I could definitely see him not being with the Hawks next season. It
2: got to be right. I mean, there's no other explanation for not playing. He's still young.
1: Yeah, I and mean, he just looks like he's just fed up with it. Um, remember, we were kind of saying that this could be a breakout year for him uh, because of the talent. He was in the starting lineup. He was going to be working next to Trey. He was the defensive stopper in that, um, you know, in that starting five, and he's been anything but. Anything this season yeah. And I think it's just he just doesn't want to be there anymore
2: Yeah You can you definitely sense that um, So for do? me it's okay. a pay down spot The shooting guard today
1: Okay If George misses Any interest in Schroeder
2: I just don't like that shock But it's 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 a really good spot man So I like the tempo uh, I like the fact that they're at home Um you know i don't i don't necessarily know that they'll start him oh. they, they do need that uh you know punch off the bench cuz they i mean they they won't have anybody off the bench with with him i mean yeah, they just won't
1: i could, so I could see, see it see probably them. being
2: marcus morris maybe or uh, Marquis yeah, Rather. that's what um, they
1: did the two games that uh george did miss um uh a couple weeks ago one of them was started by schroeder the other one was started by marquee Morris. so i don't know um i i could also see them starting abdul nader at the three yeah. um sure you know because he's been he's played his way into that rotation a significant role in that rotation lately um and then keeping everybody off the coming off the bench working but you're right i think that they if if it was our pick, I think we would keep Schroeder coming off the bench to have that punch with the second unit. Um, now that doesn't mean that he's a bad play at all. He's still going to get his thirty plus minutes tonight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, even if George oh, does play, he's still going to get his thirty plus minutes tonight. Make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the the shot distribution on who he's playing with. Uh, coming off the bench, he's got he's got the ability to kind of take over. A little bit more than he does starting with russ and grant and uh stephen adams i'm gonna ask you a question and by I the way
2: if george plays then i want to play shorter because then he'll be like five <laughs> <Yes>, percent <laughs> so that's <exactly>. <laughs> um,
1: i'm gonna ask you a question and i do not want you to laugh at me
2: oh boy
1: monty morris or andre iguodala
2: It's got to be Morris for
1: me. Yeah. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I think they're I think they going to kind of scale back on Iggy's minutes a little bit and his role coming down the stretch and, get, and keep him ready for the playoffs. Yeah. So, because if anything happens to Iguadala, that bench is screwed. So, all right, let's move on to small forwards here. I actually love this position if uh, things go the way that I think they're going to go. Um, just so everybody knows, I do think that Paul George does play uh, just because of the importance of the uh games coming down the stretch now with that said obviously I have no inside information (laughs) It, it is it is just merely a feeling uh and knowing and reading everything I possibly can with this team um I do think that he plays but it's 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 definitely it's it's not set in stone uh LeBron is going to play are you playing LeBron James,
2: I, I'm not against it. Um, I just don't have a way to support eleven three currently with can I, all the, can I
1: sell you on it, real quick? Yeah. Um. And this is this is not saying that roster construction is going to lead that way. This is saying that I do think he is a very good play tonight. Um, the minutes limit. Thing that they talked about. Uh, I think they basically came to a concession like okay, I'm gonna sit on the back end the back to backs and if we're getting blown out, I'm gonna sit but at home in front of our fans because I need to l- win over this Lakers fan base and 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 stay you know, I don't want to say good and good yeah, maybe that stay in as good of graces as I possibly can going into this season. With all the damage that the perceived damage that I've caused with this organization at home, he's going to give it his all, and as long as it's close, he's going to play.
2: I mean, we've continued to see that. That's not new, uh, and and I, you know, and it's a good matchup, and all those things. But I don't like the
1: price that, because I can agree with you there.
2: That's really the only thing that's limiting me. If he was back to the you know, if he was at eleven k, cool, I'd consider it, but. It,
1: Especially with the talent that we have at the upper echelon of point guard today.
2: That's what I'm getting at. Like, I like I'm going to pay at least 10k times two up there. You know, maybe maybe you get Trey Young as well. But, um, but for the most part, that's where I want to spend today. I was at point guard.
1: Wow. Uh, so the Celtics. Yeah, man. This a guy, he's a minor. It's a kid. Um. He did wow. the wow. Right they did the right thing. Yeah, they did. Um, he got a two-year ban. Yep. Um, we're not going to go into that, but if you want to know, then just go ahead and uh, search Celtics ban and uh, or boogie ban, and you'll probably pull it up. All right, uh, Kevin Durant, any interest?
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, it's – so I've been watching them lately and, and Steph and – and uh Duran have been really, really, really playing well together. Um, just my biggest fear here is this, this game's gonna get ugly, man, that's my concern. Uh, will it uh, not necessarily, but, um, I mean it's got you know not not the worst spread, but um, yeah, I mean, under 10k, you've got a guy that can get you for 55 consistently. You know, versus a a really bad defensive team. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, uh, I I agree with you. I think he's going to be in some of my lineups. He's not a main core. Um, you know, I'm going to limit to the the okay. So the the Warriors are at full health. So I I don't play unfortunately as much as i love playing draymond because i know what he's able to do and doesn't rely on scoring i don't play draymond when boogie's in the lineup but i only play i I don't pair like um i don't play more than two warriors in a lineup at a time yeah like i i just i just don't do it because uh you know, Steph and Clay can go off. That means Durant's not going off. You know, the only one that we used to be able to do this with before Boogie was Draymond. Like, we could play Steph and Clay and Draymond because Draymond doesn't need the score in order to get the stats. Um, so, but I, I just don't do it anymore with the way that everything's in. Okay. Um, man, Jabari Parker has. If, if the dude would get, just care a little bit, <laughs> a little bit about um, defense, he would yeah. be a max player. Unfortunately, that's not how his mind works. But he's been bouncy. He bouncy. bouncy.
2: He definitely bouncy. Um, Yeah, I mean, he looks to be in good health, and and, you know, he's got the bounce and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's it's just not a really good game for them. The Jazz have been just, I mean, crazy at every single position. I mean, literally, not one position are they bad at. Their worst, which is still like top. Three in the league is center, believe it or not, which is I know considering Gobert, but um, I think that's for different reasons, which we can talk about at a different time. I don't think it's Gobert, but um, I mean, dude, there's not a single position here that I look at and say, okay, I want to play that. Not one yep. for for the Jazz. Some garbage minutes, yeah, sure, but that's about it.
1: I actually there's there's a guy that I do like for for the Wizards here. Save
2: it, save it, save it, save okay. it, save it. The guy we talked about before. Yes. No, no, no. That's that's a VIP special.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can I talk about the other guy here at this next position that I like? Yeah. That he was the first guy that popped into my head. Sure. If if Beal missed, and I I I would tell you why later. Maybe no, I'll save that for VIPs too, though, because we're we're running low on time. Um, Best value. Believe it or not, obviously we're paying attention to, to Nicholas Batum. Um, that's going to, if he's out, that's going to sway my interest on Dwayne Bacon a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not going to play Bacon without Batum. Um, I do like either Will Harris or, sorry, Will Barton or Gary Harris. I don't like them both in the same lineup. Um, but I will have a little bit of each of them. But the guy that I'm really, really kind of looking at A lot. DeAndre Bembry, man. Yeah.
2: Well, he's going to be popular because he might even start. Um, But even if he doesn't, he's going to play a ton of minutes here. He's really cheap. Torian Prince is not going to play. It's a really, really good game in terms of totals and pace. Um, What's the total here? Yeah, it's the highest on the board. (laughs) Um, uh, then Portland has a slim edge here on, on the spread, too, two and a half. So, like, I want as much of that game as possible.
1: Yep, I, I do agree. Um, Troy Brown Jr. is only a drop on Fandle. Uh, he is a whopping price on uh, 4,300 on DraftKings. He's unplayable, in my opinion. Like, yeah unless you're building 50-plus lineups and you will throw him in at like 1% one ter- one or 2%. Uh, Jake Lehman, not touching him. Uh, he's a he's another drop. So if you want to mix up the drop potential of Troy Brown and Jake Lehman on Fanduel, then by all means, go ahead. Uh, I would much, much rather spend up and play DeAndre Bem- Bembry, though. So I'll eat that I'd chocolate. Rather,
2: I'd rather have Vince Carter as my drop over Vince Jake
1: Lehman. Well see here's the thing that that I we okay over Jay Clayman sorry yeah um I was about to say here's the thing with the drops that I want I either want them to do really 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 good or I want them to suck um I don't want them to be in that 23 point range you know even though that's good for a min price player because then it just takes longer for me to keep climbing and just the whole science of the drop score thing all right let's go on to uh power forwards here uh, Paul Millsap, I think there's a game or two down the stretch that Paul Millsap ends up sitting. I would not be surprised if it's actually tonight. Hmm. Um, just because he's old, they need to get him going for the playoffs and stuff like that. And against the the uh, the Thunder, they can stick uh, Plumley at the five against Adams, who's got more of the body type, not saying that Jokic can't handle it, and put Jokic at the four uh, and let him stretch and go against Jeremy Grant, who um, has not been as consistent on the defensive end uh, the last two weeks, last three weeks. He's, he's had a lot of bad matchups. I'm not saying that, but the defense of the Thunder has lagged quite a bit down low. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the help defense from uh, Steven Adams. And Jeremy Lamb, I don't think, or not Jeremy Lamb, um, Jeremy Grant, Grant. they're not communicating as well as they were at the beginning of the season. So, uh, I would not be surprised, though, if Paul Millsap does sit. If he does not, it's power forwards against um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, which has kind of been a trend the last couple weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he went off against us when we were up in Denver the last game.
2: But he's locked in for me he's locked in for me but let's let's real quick finish the small forwards so you mentioned Bembry. I actually like Bogdanovich here he might be the only guy I like from that game outside of Kyrie um you know he is the team's leading scorer I like him a lot more with Darren Collison because Collison opens him up a lot people they don't they don't throw the entire defense on him like they did with Colson was missing. Um, and I really, really, really like Miles Bridges for Charlotte. Now, I mentioned to you that I'm going with to be. Or with,
1: does, it, does two matter there at all for you?
2: No. Okay. Obviously better without, but no. Okay. Um, and the reasoning is, like I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Kemba, like I want to play other Hornets off of the Kemba chalk, and Bridges and Lamb are those two. I'm not saying they can't all go off, but I'm saying at least if I get exposure to those two to get, you know, recoup some of those Kemba points in case he goes crazy, I'll be okay. Because if he goes crazy, the game is close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would tend to agree with you on that one. Um, it's it's one of those situations where the everything kind of lines up. It's just may how to how to explain. I don't know how I'm going to explain this, and we don't have time for me to figure it out. So okay, um, but I do agree with you a hundred percent. Derek Favors against Washington. He's going to play his 26 minutes, whether it's a blowout or not. Yeah. So I don't mind him tonight, and I normally don't predict blowouts. Uh, I do think that there are better options, but I don't mind him. Because he's still going to see his time, no matter what. Sure. Um, We've seen that time and time and time again. Uh. I'm not worried about John Collins against Aminu defense because it's it's a different like John Collins game doesn't solidify. Does that make sense? Like,
2: yeah, absolutely. There's Different, different. Uh, they're not going to be able to, to to keep Aminu on him. Right, I
1: mean, he's not. Exactly. He's not going to be able to. Um, he's too big. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you could see extended extended run from either Miles Leonard or Zach Collins. Uh, probably yeah. more Zach Collins. Definitely more. Um, you could see a lot. You could see a bigger lineup from the the Blazers tonight, um, from the three down, where it's uh, Aminu at the three, uh, Collins at the four, and canner at the five. At times.
2: Oh, okay. Not starting. No, mm-hmm.
1: no, no, not starting. At okay. times um, gotcha. through yeah. the rotations. So. Yeah. Um, Draymond, not with Boogie. I know the matchup. I, I know. I just I can't. It's uh, a it depends on who starts for boston if baines and horford are starting then i like sabonis <clears throat> if baines goes back to the bench like you said at the beginning of the the um the show to match Sabonis. i'm probably not going to play a lot of uh a lot of them tonight
2: yeah yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes, but I think I still might have some interest. I just I don't like the price, but the matchup is too tough to pass on. Boston has been atrocious at the center position, um, and you know we want to take some advantage of that. He's he's a lot less than say Miles Turner, who's an actual center there, but he still plays the center position. So bonus does as a backup or. A lot of times, they'll play him and Turner together. They'll play him and Thad together. Uh, Thad gets in foul trouble. Or excuse me, Sabonis. uh, uh, Jesus. Turner gets in foul trouble. Sabonis is the center. So there's all kinds of things to look at here. Um, So I I, I will have some interest in Sabonis.
1: I'm just worried about him, about Baines matching him. And some of those bad center numbers have been when Baines was out. Um, Not all of them, but some of them. Now Baines is only going to play about twenty minutes, but it's not like Sabonis plays you know thirty three either. You know okay. they've got those three bigs that they do rotate in and out. So my the ideal situation would be for him to see as little Baines as possible. He's still going to see him some, but if they're both coming off the bench, that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna draw my my sure. interest down a lot. Sure. Um That young. It, I don't like a lot of power forwards today.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> outside of Millsap, whom right. I just love, um, I think for me it's going to just Millsap and Collins, and just call it a day.
1: Collins is expensive, man.
2: He's not that bad.
1: Fifty one hundred.
2: It's not that bad. Not for this matchup.
1: I think I'd almost rather play Marvin Williams against the Lakers.
2: i had Marvin too. I had him. I looked at him. I even looked at Kaminsky.
1: Or even Marcus Morris for a hundred dollars more.
2: Maybe because that's really going to depend on Who
1: the starts. flow of this, of this game. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's just there's a lot up in the air. But uh, and then if George sits, it's Jeremy Grant. Yeah. You know. So there's. I mean, there's. We're waiting. To like here. Yeah. We got, we're we're have to wait. I dude. I I haven't said this once all year. But I'll even play Dario Sarge today.
1: Uh, nope, 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 nope. I
2: haven't said it once all year. But the last time I didn't play a power forward versus the Warriors, I really regretted it. Really regretted it. I don't want to regret it again. Obviously, they're not the same player, and he's been garbage. But um, it's it's tough to pass on that matchup.
1: I just can't do it. Yeah. Um. I know what he's done over the last couple games with Taj out. Uh, You know, he's playing 26, 27 minutes. I just, I just can't do it So Because I know what Draymond's capable of doing when he's, his head is in the game. So sure. uh, All right. Center. It's kind of loaded tonight, um, but I'm really only interested in about six of these guys. We're not going to talk about all six but i cat obviously he's he's had his way with you know i, I like both centers in this game a lot cat and boogie have both had very good games against each other um in the past so I, I have no problems playing either one of those uh jokic is actually hit or miss against steven adams um He's had a couple good games, but Steven Adams has got the better of him a couple of those times as well. Um, I know there's a trend there. I can't remember if it's Jokic does better at home than he does in Oklahoma City or not. I'll have to look. I'll let everybody know a little bit later. But um, 10-5 is a tough pill to swallow with uh, the point guards okay. that we have on the, uh, on the okay. slate today. Um, I do think these top echelon po- or centers are going to be low-owned because of the point guards. Um, but like there's, there's upside there and it gets you on a different type of roster construction, which is, uh, you know, pretty good. Um, JaVale McGee though, is the guy I wanted to spend some of this time talking about. If you look at JaVale McGee, you've kind of watched this and you kind of warned us about this and I didn't buy in until it was almost too late. And now I'm paying premiums for JaVale McGee, Mm -hmm. but he's had one bad game. Two bad games, basically, uh, since this whole little 30 minutes a game thing started. Uh, And even those two games, uh, really it was only one bad game. And that was against Milwaukee where he played 32 minutes and absolutely sucked. Um, But every game since the 15th of March has basically been over... Uh, 40 fantasy points except for the one against Utah, which he was going up against Rudy Gobert. So, kind of makes a little bit of sense. Plus, didn't they get blown out and he sat the last couple minutes? He only played 30 minutes, which is about his norm, but... um, Which game was that? The Utah game. Uh, I mean, it was a 15-point game, but... Yeah,
2: yeah. Towards the end, it was... was, It's one of those where, okay, we're not going to win this have a seat kind of thing.
1: Um, But, JaVale McGee is going to be in a ton of my lineups
2: yes you should be here's the thing I, i'm getting asked all the time "What's gotten into
1: javel he's just getting minutes he's healthy that's and what he's it playing is for it's a healthy. contract
2: he that's the second thing i was going to say but the first thing is he's healthy like he like he's had this in him all year when he got that pneumonia I don't, I don't think like i don't know who who has gone through that before but as an elite athlete when you get something like that to your lungs um it's it just changes everything about your abilities to do anything at all. So um, he's healthy now. That's past him. And yeah, he's playing for a contract. He's out on a one year, guys. He's out on a one year, and that ends this year. So next year, he's either going to make his case to come back to the Lakers. Um, you know, he depending on who the Lakers end up signing, trading, whatever. Uh, so fit will be a big deal there, but he's shown, and he wants to continue to show another team. I'm, I'm going to be your starting center. Like you need a center. Cool. Uh, Charlotte. Can you use someone like him? Washington. Can you use someone like him? Although they have Thomas Bryan. They'll probably stick with him, which they should. Um, you know, there's other teams that, that are going to love him. Uh, I mean, (laughs) He would be a good backup of back in Golden State again. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of places that teams that can use him, and I can go over probably six, seven more, like the Clippers. But um, he's definitely that's definitely on his agenda, and he's he's showing it. So um, yeah, I, I I did tell the guys, hey, let's you know get on this train before he gets. I mean, he's going to be eight K soon. Like he's not going to be AK. He's going to be AK soon. Oh, we, AK. I never
1: said that he wasn't going to be AK.
2: I didn't say you. I said guys.
1: Uh, Well, that was kind of a shot at me because I was not on the train for a long time and it cost me a lot of money. That's um, fine. But like now that I've seen it, I've kind of looked at it and I've watched it. I still think AK is too cheap. I mean – I would pay eighty five hundred for him in this matchup tonight.
2: Legitimate fifty five sixty point upside in this game. Yeah.
1: So uh, you know,
2: he's he's probably my top center as of right now.
1: He is mine, based um, on
2: price, based on you know whatever else. There's a couple guys here that I think could be sneaky, which we'll get into. But uh, like, like I don't really want to go. I don't really want to play uh, Gobert at ten three. I don't really want to play Cat, um, to be honest, versus Boogie. I don't really want to play Jokic. I mean, I, I might have a few shares of Jokic, maybe, but because I don't think he'll be very, very owned. Um, but outside of that— think,
1: I don't think Cat or Jokic are going to be high-owned.
2: No, they, they shouldn't be.
1: I think the two highest owned are going to probably be um, Boogie and JaVale McGee. Um, I don't have any interest in Thomas Bryant tonight. Um you know, Not at that price, jeez. Yeah, I mean, Fanduel did a good, good, good job about that. Uh, he is only sixty six hundred on DraftKings, so I do have uh, some interest over there. Um, here is a, a, a big. I, I, I want Cantor. I will have some Cantor because I think he's going to be lower owned than he's definitely going to be low owned. Um, coming off the bust, I want some Mason Plumley. I want some Dwayne Dedman, and I want some Alex Len.
2: Yeah, I even want some. Al- I even want some out Horford. Um, I like that matchup for him too, regardless of whether it's center or power forward, which I still think it'll end up being center, but um, because that that and Morris just make too much sense, but the uh, matchup wise, but um, yeah, I really like Plumley because I do. Uh, of course, we have to end up seeing what happens here, but um, I, d- the sense of, of Jokic struggling with Adams and or getting in foul trouble, which he's done against Adams, I think more than once, uh, not not that long ago either. Um, definitely intrigues me about a four percent owned, um, you know, Plumlee. Uh, Tony, I already mentioned Turner. Turner, I, I said I liked him a lot because of his ability to stretch out uh, the Boston bigs. So I do like Turner a lot. But, um, but yeah, Plumlee is very intriguing. And, and, and Deadman, I've been looking at Deadman a lot too because, I mean, how do you not attack Cantor's defense? Uh, you, I mean, you just kind of have to. And Deadman is that guy that, you know, can stretch, can post, can do a lot of damage there. Um, not so in love with the sixty four hundred price tag, given that he rarely sees thirty minutes a game. Um, but at forty four hundred, I can I can get behind Alex Lund.
1: Like I said I've got some interest in both, just because Cander's not good at deep. So, um, all right, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here?
2: I mean, I kind of want to. I kind of want to see how Hernan Gomez does tonight. Um, I think he gets a little bit more run than usual because of the size, um, but I mean, I'm not going to have much. I might play him one out of 50, but I, I'm de- definitely curious to see how he ends up going.
1: Yep. He's, uh, he's a wait-and-see kind of thing, um, more of a Draft Kings play um, just because I don't I, – I, I'm too scared that he becomes a drop, and I don't like having yeah. a sure. drop at center, so – Sure. All right, guys. That's gonna do it for us today. Uh, got a lot coming to you guys uh, through NBA, through MLB. It just we've we're packed on a Friday, so I want to uh, make sure that everybody knows. Uh, make sure that you guys are not trying to do too much. If you're gonna to commit to NBA, commit to NBA, and maybe play a later slate in baseball or something like that. Please, 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 with the way that it is an NBA lock, do not try to play both. Uh, at the, the like MLB lock seven minutes later than NBA, but or <laughs> get your get your MLB lineups kind of pretty much done early and then go from there. So, um, but Bear, let's uh, keep crushing tonight, shall we? As we should. Awesome for myself, for Bear, for the DFS Army. He's out!